All right, we will go ahead now and praise the Lord together. And so I would encourage you to stand or whatever your um, posture of uh, preference is and join us as we just sing a few praise songs to our Lord. Every living soul, praise the Lord. Every living soul, every living soul, praise the Lord. Are you a living soul? Every living soul, praise the Lord. Every living soul, every living soul, praise the Lord. For the Most High reigneth, the Most High reigneth, the Most High reigneth in my life today. The Most High. The most high the most high in my life today. Every living soul, praise the Lord. Every living soul, praise the Lord. Every living soul, every living soul, praise the Lord. Every living soul, every living soul, praise the Lord for the most high reigneth, the most high reigneth, the most high reigneth in my life today. The most high reigneth, the most high reigneth, the most high reigneth in my life today. On the mountain, in the valley, on the land. And in the sea, on the mountain, in the valley, on the land, and in the sea, hallelujah, the Lord is my portion in the land of the living, the Lord is good. Forevermore, the Lord is my portion in the land of the living, the Lord is good. Forevermore on the mountain, in the valley, on the land, and in the sea, on the mountain, in the valley, See, hallelujah, the Lord is my, yes, in the land of the living, the Lord is good forevermore. The Lord is my portion in the land of the living, the Lord is good forevermore. Amen, amen, blessings and glory. Wisdom, thanksgiving, and honor, power and might be unto our Lord forever and ever. Amen, 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 amen. Blessings and glory, and glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, and honor, power and might. To our Lord forever and ever. Amen. There is none holy as the Lord, and there is none beside thee. 
neither is there any rock like our God. There is none holy as the holy as the Lord. There is none holy as the holy as the Lord. Neither is there any rock like our God. There is none holy as the Lord. Neither is there any rock like our God. There is none holy as the Good morning. We will have two scriptures today. The first one is taken from 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. And it says, See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Dear friends, we are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. Amen. And the second one comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. And it says, And I will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. May the Lord add a blessing to this reading in Jesus' name. Happy Sabbath, church, again. So today we're having a little bit of a non-traditional service. I'm always reminded in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 11, that one of the purposes of the church is this. And 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. So today we're going to spend a few minutes building each other up. And as my dear sister just read from our wonderful text, the first text on being sons and daughters of God, I'm reminded of what we find in the book of John as well, John chapter 1, where it says, I want to get the exact verse now because I think that's important. It says... In verse 1, verse 12, but to all who did receive him, he, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So what we're going to do for this first section here is we're going to yield, and I would like for people to share briefly and succinctly what it means to you to, be, to belong to the family of God. What does it mean to you to belong to the family of God? We're doing this to encourage one another, to build each other up. What does it mean to you to be, belong to the family of God? Maybe when did you join the family of God? What led you, led you to join the family of God? 
But ultimately, what does it mean to you? Because we're all here today, and I'd like to believe that many of us say we belong to the family of God. So what does it mean to you that you belong to the family of God? Who will start? Who will want to go first? And it will not be me. Yes, Davisi, please come. Yes, you have to come here and share. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, I think that it's easy to see being part of the family of God as being part of like a denomination or a group of people specifically. But I think that when you've accepted that Jesus came and died for your sins and you have a chance to be with him eternally, I think once you've made that connection and um, I think after that, God is your father and I think he was your father before, but I think that it's very important for you to accept that and um, have all the fruit that come with that. And before you go, let me, let me make this simple. You can stay where you are. If I can have some deacons help me out, then they can take the mics to people where they are. Thank you. Happy Sabbath, everybody. This comes like an uh, impromptu. <laughs> but uh, we really thank God for the service of today. Uh, yesterday, we attended the naming ceremony of uh, our brother here, uh, Bayo Kuranga. They just had a baby boy. And how many minutes do we have? Because I can talk, talk, talk. <laughs> Three minutes or yes, less. Yes, we attended the naming ceremony of uh, Brother Bayo, and his senior brother was explaining to us about the culture and the tradition of belonging to a family. When you mention name, it comes with, uh, how do I want to say it, with a lot of responsibility because the son was named after the grandfather and the uh, great-grandfather from the mother's side. The same thing with the family of God. And let me quickly summarize again. We people that are over 60 years of age, like my, the generation of my father, they weren't really, really Christian. They were pagan worshippers. And the missionaries, they came around 1946 to Nigeria, to convert a lot of these people. And uh, my father used to tell us that we are Christians, we are Seventh-day Adventists, we are peculiar people. And we, even with that religion, it's not only accepting Christ, just as we are saying. The missionaries in those days, they reach out to the uh, uh, downtrodden, education, food, clothing, and everything. You know, making them to feel belong. But we thank God that we, children of those pagans in those days, we are now, we still belong to the family of God. And fast forward again, me coming to America, I remember 2017 when I broke my leg. I was on wheelchair for some months. I know what the family of God, they made me belong they took care of me, even though my children were not around. I felt that, yes. It's, I mean, I let people know the, the Jesus Christ's blood 
the blood connection through Jesus is stronger than the biological. I let you know because a lot of our biological family, they are not here. Even though we send them money, we care for them, but when we really need immediate care, immediate love, immediate attention, is the family of God that rallies around us. So we really thank God that the bond that has joined us together will not be broken in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Elder Morak here, belonging to the family. What does it mean to you to belong to the family of God? And more broadly, not church yet, but the family of God. Um, well, belonging to the family of God. The family of God is the body of Christ, which consists of the group of people that have deliberately accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and therefore have agreed to come together to uplift God and support one another, even as uh, we struggle uh, with all of the challenges of life, lifting one another up, and all of the challenges that are in our way, as we practice our faith, we support one another, we build one another up to be able to uh, do the work that Jesus Christ has placed in our hands when he was going back to, to heaven. Um, um, to me, uh, belonging to the family of God is means that you're not alone. You know, sometimes um, even if you're in far places that you don't even know anybody, but being a part of the family of God, you feel like you have people around you. Um, I hate to use this analogy, but you know, we used to, you know when when we look at they say. A name, sometimes a name that you belong to gives you some level of protection. You feel protected. If you're in a family, that means that no one can mess with you. No one can just treat you any way. You know, that being part of that family gives you that protection and your sense of security that you, yourself, you know, will be taken care of regardless of what happens. Thank you very much. Uh, Happy Sabbath, church. Yeah, my angle uh, is a little, maybe a little bit similar or, or not too similar to what's been said. <laughs> From the time I was very young and uh, uh, taught about our Lord Jesus Christ and God, we were told we were going to heaven when we leave earth and Jesus was coming to take us as a whole family to heaven. And that's that has always been something I've been expecting. And uh, when I grew up, I, I found out I was so weak. So weak, I'm failing in so many ways. And I always want the family of God that I want to belong to in heaven to be a reality. So I want to start practicing it or not and be the means of Christians who have the same goal. So that they say, iron sharpens iron. I want to be in the midst of people who will encourage me every time so that I, I, I don't fall out. So that's the way I see being the family of God. So that you start from here so that you can get there. Thank you. Well, to me, being um, 
in the family of God means assurance. It means uh, even though there is tribulations, there are trials and everything, because I belong to the family of God, I know all will be well. And I know that um, uh, regardless of what might happen, the future is certain for me. Thank, thank you very much. Go ahead. I think um, belonging to the family of God makes us to realize that, you know, we are falling, and therefore we are short. Uh, we don't really, we are not perfect. It is the perfection of Christ Jesus that makes us perfect. It is the righteous righteousness that is our own righteousness. And therefore, by shedding blood on the cross, he washed away all the sins of the world. Then our sins are washed, and then we become clean. And then by the grace of God, through this same Jesus Christ our Lord, then we have the hope of gaining eternal life. Christ Jesus himself said it when he was on earth. When they say his parents were looking for him, he said, Who are my parents? It's only those that are doing the will of God that my brothers and sisters are those that I know. So he who does the will of God is in the family of God. And we have to realize that because we are not perfect, we can only be adopted into that family. Not by right at all. God be the glory. Thank you. Okay. Um, when I think of belonging to the family of God, um, I think of it as advantageous. Oftentimes, as humans, we, we want a sense of belonging. We want to belong to things. That's why people join sororities and fraternities. They join gangs. They join organizations. Um, as a believer, I belong to the most exclusive um, group of individuals. But the difference is it's not because I'm better than anyone, and it's not because I have any kind of advantage. It's simply because of who I know. I'm a follower of Christ, and I'm a believer of Christ. And because of that, I now belong to the most exclusive group of people. And no matter where I go in this world, no matter what I look like, no matter what I have, it allows me now to mix with other groups of people who have things in common. We have a common understanding. We have a common language. We have a common set of values and beliefs. And to me, there's nothing more beautiful to have commonality with so many people. But our commonality is not frivolous. It's not, um, it's not, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not vain. It's not, you know, deceitful. But it's the most um, advantageous in that if we continue to maintain our membership, if we continue to maintain our values and our beliefs, it will give us the greatest gift of all, which is eternal life. And so that's what I think of when I think of belonging to the family of God. When I think of the family of God, I, I'm just filled with gratitude because I would have never imagined that I would end up in Georgia. I always thought that I, would, I was born in Chicago, that I would die in Chicago. And when my husband mentioned that we would move here, how scary it was for me. If not for the family of God, I would not have survived. I am so grateful for God enlarging me, all the aunties and uncles and mommies and daddies, even the daughters and sons that I have gained from being here. The family of God is just amazing. Um, for me, I think the family of God is having a choice. In a sense, like from the Bible, 
one thing that God has made known early, that he never forced us to be part of his family. He never forced us to be Christians. Like, he gave Adam and Eve the choice, and that is continued to us. Auntie Buki was talking about, like, joining fraternity sorority, things of that nature. There's a lot of things in this life that we don't really have a choice about, and we do it just based on our circumstances. But being part of the family of God is something that you decide, like Damisi said, when you grow your relationship with God, that you want to be a part of. I think a lot of us grow up in the church, and it just seems easy to be like, okay, I'll just continue to do this, because I've been in the church my whole life. But it takes, like, growing up in your spirituality, in your faith, to be like, me personally, we're Alajide, not even from Alajide family being a Seventh-day Adventist all their life. Me personally, I want to be in the family of God. So that's what the family of God means to me. For some of us who were born and brought into a Seventh-day Adventist church, and we've been in this church, I think um, belonging to the family of God comes with um, security. That you are with people that will not tear you down. And I will encourage you and lift you up. But what has been going on over the years, for most of us that came across the Atlantic Ocean, some came and left the church. If we should use the church as a family of God, some came because of the way they were treated when they landed the first day they attended church in this country. Maybe they were appointed to go to a nearby church, but they attended that church that day simply because uh, they felt that where they are going to the family of God, they've known. Uh, And it is true that I'm still using Adventist. You mentioned today that you went to Europe, you went to church, but the way you are treated in the family of God matters. So when I belong to family of God, I'm expecting security, truth, and that I'll be treated fairly. Deacon Wogu, do you mind coming forward for your own comment? I see your hand, but can you... So when, when I initially joined the, the family of God, you know, you expect perfection. You, you know, you look up to people. You have this idea that people are going to be, especially because it's a church, people are not going to do anything and not going to do anything wrong. So for me, initially, when I joined the family of God, that was my idea as a young person. These, these were adults. They had their stuff all together. But then, and I struggled with that because it took me to realize that the family of God is a bunch of imperfect people like me who are struggling just like me. But the the good thing about the family is that we all have the same goal. We all working towards the same goal, mission, and vision. Despite the fact that we are flawed, we still hang on to each other, we still hold each other and support each other. So for me, belonging to the family of God means belonging to a group of imperfect people who has Christ as their mission and their vision, who has heaven as their goal. Thank you. We all know and believe that God is love. So when we talk of family of God, it's a place love should be seen, felt, and touched. 
So when we belong to the family of God, we should be open to love. each other around. We disagree. But we don't pack our bag and leave. We stay. We are ten children in my family. Abaya is crazy. John is nuts. My sisters have no brain. And I am dumb, the oldest and the dumbest ever lived. But at the end of the day, we realize we are one family and we come together. Therefore, if you come in to join the family of God, don't be naive. Don't think everything is rosy and you're going to have an easy ride. You have responsibility, you have challenges, you have a role to play. Don't mess it up. Let's hold each other together. That's what the family of God is about. As you've said, when I left Nigeria and came here the first time, the food was bad. <laughs> Mashed potato. I don't like potato and you mashing it. <laughs> Devil egg. You peel, you boil, you peel the egg, you open it, you scrape the inside, you mess it up, and you put it back, and you want me to eat that. I'm in Nigeria, I don't eat that kind of mess. The chicken is three, old, three days old bird. It smells. Everything was bad. The only thing that really gave me assurance is when I saw the name Seventh Day Adventist. It was like a security blanket. It gave me hope that I'm at home and I'll be alright. I walk into this church. I'm not afraid. I'm not worried. If anything happens to me, this family will take care of me. And that's what the family is all about. So if you're coming in, don't come in with naivety that you're not going to have any problem. God had problem in heaven. He had the Holy Spirit, he had Christ, and he had who? The devil. Who caused problems? Christ had 12 boys. They were all cuckoos. One said, I don't know him. I never met this guy. One got 30 bucks and sold him. You've got to find that in the family of God. But you have to hold on to your faith and hold each other together. I'm proud of this church. You're a family of God. Amen. Thank you. Do we have... Uh, okay. I'll take one more. Buki, I think you'll be the last one, okay? And I just want to make the clarification um, that the family of God is not just Adventists. God has children that are not of this 
denomination. And I think we need to be very careful because although we are blessed and privileged to know the Adventist message and to believe it, God has his children everywhere. So when we say the family of God, it's very important that we know that God has his believers and his followers that are outside of this denomination. They love him. They serve him to the best of their knowledge. And so I just want to add that, you know, everyone has said and spoken so well and so eloquently. But I know that sometimes we tend to, as Adventists, which is normal and natural, but I just want to say that God does have his children that are outside of this fold. They love him. They follow him. They serve him. And he knows his children. Uh, thank you for that apt comment because that was how I was going to wrap up this section by saying the criteria that uh, Sister Demisi read to us made no mention of affiliation to any denomination, did it? Did it? What did it say? She it was a few minutes ago she read it, but it basically said, and I read, that anyone who has accepted, right? who has accepted, and that he said here, by adoption, right? It is God who extends out his arm to say, I want you to be my child. But to all who received him, who believed his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And once you become a child of God, you become part of the what? Family. And as has been rightly indicated, families... All families, even a family of two, has its challenges. Amen? But it is how we deal with those challenges. I had wanted to show some pictures to stress this point, but I haven't, wasn't able to get them. Um, we spent some time in Europe, and it was my time in Europe that really had me thinking this way. Uh, my wife's siblings married people who are not from Nigeria. And if you see the picture of my kids with their cousins... It's the United Nations. It is the United Nations. My kids are the darkest complexion in these family photos. But what are we? Family. Amen? We may not look the same. And this bringing it back to children of God. We might not all wear the same, look the same, like the same things. But we share the common thing which is God is our what? Father. And Jesus is what? Our brother. He is our brother. And that is why the family of God is important. I was curious to hear what this meant to different people because I know that we all make sense of things differently. And even as I've listened, for some people it is security, safety, for other people, it's like-mindedness and the ability to work with people to achieve the certain goal. But there's a lot of comfort. At the same time, for some people, it is a challenge because of our differences. But if we stay focused on Jesus Christ and obey the will of God, then we will rise through all the challenges that we have from our families. We will now transition to the church family. Many of us went there immediately. I think those are two different things. Tosi, how about you read um, the scriptures for us and then we'll talk about the church family.
Happy Sabbath, church. The scripture readings will be taken from Hebrews 10, verses 25, and Acts 9, verse 31 and 32. Hebrews 10, verses 25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Acts 9, verses 31 to 32 says, Now it came to pass, as Peter went through, oh, sorry, then the churches through, then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace, and were edified, and walking in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Now it came to pass, as Peter went through all parts of the country, that he also came down to the saints who dwelt in Lydia. So the church, we know that the, uh, well, some of us may know that the Greek word for church is ecclesia, which means not just a physical building, which we have come to um, have it mean now, but people who are called out specially, people who have separated themselves from their, their gathering. And the early church, why they were called the early church, is because these are people who had accepted Jesus Christ and just didn't say, hey, we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We want to be in fellowship with one another. We want to edify one another. We want to strengthen each other. And this is a tradition that has continued even until this time. The purpose of the church is, yes, evangelism on the outside, but on the inside, it is to help us grow together. It was interesting as people gave their thoughts on what it meant to be the family of God, they immediately thought about their church family. And I don't think that that is wrong, as much as I think the church family is a special family within the family of God. And so when you think about what it means to belong to your church family, and specifically this church family, or any church family you belong to, what thoughts come to mind? Who wants to start off with that? Who wants to share at this point? Some of have already shared, but let's talk about the church family, what it means to be part of a church family. Is it just tradition for you? Uh, my parents brought me here since I was a child, so I keep coming, or does it mean something beyond that? Sister Nancy. Happy Sabbath, church. To me, what it means to me is that the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. So church family, I... To me, it means, you know, group that will sharpen me and I'll sharpen them for the goal. And again, group that will love me and I will love them back. So to me, our church family, to me, you know, to me is where I will grow, you know, and where I will be loved and where I will love people. Amen. Thank you. Church family. Ugo has her hand up here, right here. Well, to me, church family means um, a safe haven, a place where I can come and I can fellowship with other people, a place where I can just openly express how much I love God, and I know that they'll also have the same exact sentiments as well. It's a place where... 
I can just come. We can come as a circle, and we can just worship. Um, just being in New York, I found my own church family, and it's really comforting to be around people who have the same mind as me. We can Sabbath. They understand. I don't have to explain myself. It's just, <laughs> it's just coming together and just knowing God on a personal level with other people. So that's what church family means to me. Mr. Kathy in the back. Following what our sister just said, I don't know how many of us who we have gone through a week, a trying week, a week where nothing seems to go wrong. And all we can do is just keep praying to the Lord. But when we come into God's house on Sabbath morning, the spirit that meets you at the door and everybody saying to you, happy Sabbath, happy Sabbath. And you say to yourself, what was happy about the whole week? And now they're telling me happy Sabbath. But it gives you a cheer and it lifts you up to know that you are in the temple of the Lord and there are others who feel the same way and who are glad to see you. So all of a sudden your down that you came in with has been lifted and you realize I'm a child of God and these are my brothers and my sisters. We serve the same faith, we serve the same master and we are happy to be here. Thank you very much. Yes, ma. Yes, we thank God for Nika Church. There's something we always say. Everybody wants to be in a place where they know how to call your name. Yeah. <laughs> for a lot of us that have been in this country for the past uh, 35, 30 years, we really appreciate what I'm talking about. We've been to, even though we are part of the family of God, we are not fully accepted. You can't go there with your African attire, your, your accents. Uh, I mean, a lot of things. So don't let us go that. But let me talk about the church family experience with NACA. We started this church by doing house fellowship. And uh, it made a lot of changes. I mean, to be candid, I really am jealous of new young families, you know, that we have in this church that have little kids that they know, oh, this is Nigerian Adventist Church. Oh, hey, they can call Ogunyemi, Chukwemeka. Nobody will mess up with your name. And even if you don't come to church, People will call you, they will visit, people that are cares. For a lot of us that were here in the Taris, you will go to some of the churches for two, three months. If they don't see you, nobody will call you. You know? Whether you are active or you are not active in the church, notwithstanding. But what I'm trying to say is this church is very caring. You know? It, it, it meets everything, I mean, how do I want to say? Uh, we have our mission for this church. You understand? People have got to meet. The way we are training our children, the Sabbath school, the fellowship, the food, everything. You know, it's like a lot of us, 99% of us are in one accord. Yes. And we know when we come to this church, God answers our prayer. There is peace. There is contentment. In some other churches, there's competition. They compete. Oh, 
uh, so somebody bought BMW or the Nest or maybe the type of dress you wear. Nobody cares here. Well, once you come with yourself, you are accepted. And our prayers, God will continue to answer our prayers as we pray and worship in one accord. Well, I would like to thank Professor Koranga. I think he addressed it earlier. Um, maybe we are expecting too much in the house of the Lord. We are coming in with high expectation that everything is perfect. But in reality, it is not. I remember a sister in this church told me, and I didn't know that, that she used to wear pants to the church. And thank God, she said that nobody confronted her about it. And that if someone has said that while you were in pant in this church, maybe that she won't be an Adventist. And therefore, in the church of God, we should be a little bit careful the way we talk to one another, whether it's a visitor or a child in the church, it's just like computer. When you hit it, when it leaves your system, it's hard to, to get it back. So I believe that in the church of God, especially the oldest members, that we have the responsibility to make the younger ones and those who are new to the faith to be a little bit comfortable until you know they get used to the doctrine. Thank you. Judge Family. When we expect and don't get the expectations met, we are disappointed. So I've learned over the years of my life to not expect so to avoid being disappointed. But when I came to the Nigerian church here, I didn't have any expectations, but my brothers and sisters greeted me and welcomed me in love and prayed for me, not only that day, but thereafter. So prayer for me, because I'm not a very good prayer in public, but the people prayed. They were not afraid to make their request known unto the Lord in a public forum. So I look for my church family to be prayer warriors so that I can learn to be a better prayer so that I can pray and intercede on my brothers and sisters behalf so that my prayers can be heard so I just want to thank everyone who was there that Sabbath who prayed for me and continue to pray for me thank you uh, when I was uh, very small uh, my parents 
when they bring me to church, I feel like, uh, oh, okay, it's, 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 an, it's another Saturday. I'm, I'm coming. I'm praying. I'm talking to God. But as I um, started to grow, I, I think it was when I hit my teenage years. I'm still kind of in there right now, about to leave school. Um, I started to figure out what a church family meant to me. Coming in, I felt like as a teenager, as a young person, if I can come in and I can be mentored, if I can cry with you, if I can rejoice with you, just like God would do for me, that's, that is a church family because that is what God does. Everyone is a child. It doesn't matter how many years you have. He has more than you always. And that's what he does for you. He mentors you. He teaches you. He tries to help you. If you're happy, he's happy. When you're crying, he'll cry with you. And I feel like when he says that we should be more like him, that's when you come into a church and you see a church family, that is what you should be observing. That is what you should feel, what you should be with your church family. Because in being like that, you're being more like him. You're closer to him. And I feel like that when he sees this, this is this is what makes him proud. This is what he wants for his children, to be a family, to be together, to rejoice together, to cry together, and not to have any judgment, because he, he says, you know, if you judge people, that's how I judge you, because he wants to make sure that everything is fair. He's a fair person. He's not a tyrant. He's fair. And I feel like, like as I've been growing in the church, I feel like that's what a church family has come to me to me, and that's what I've looked for, you know. If I call you, if I call you auntie for respect, you know, it's not just because I'm respecting you, I'm calling you because I feel like you've, you've been that person. And it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to cry with everybody, tell everybody your business, but you know that they're there and you know that they're, even if it's not everybody, there's somebody in the church that you can pray with that will help you through your issues. And I feel like that's what a church family is to me. Amen. Thank you very much. Okay, so um, before we came to the Nigerian church, we used to go to a different church. And we worshipped there for a while. And we visited the Nigerian church. And went back to, we visited, it was a fellowship then. We visited it and we went back to our other church. And the following week we got tons of calls. We haven't seen you guys. Are you guys okay? What is wrong? You know, just checking on us. Then we, we started at the Nigerian fellowship. And um, we didn't go to the other church for like three months. And we got not a single call. Even though we were active in church. We were active in Sabbath school. We were active in church. We didn't get a single call, not even from the church pastor, to say, are you guys alive? Are you guys okay? Is everything well? And that spoke volume to us about family. Because family is not necessarily blood. When you look at your own family, you call your family to check on them. Are you okay? You fight. You have your challenges, but you still work together. And that was something that, for me as an individual, I was looking for in a family. I was looking for not just a group of people I could worship on Sabbath with, but we could have our disagreements, but we could still work together. 
we will still check on each other. We will still support each other in all, in good times and bad times. We still stick together. So the church family for me is a place not only where I can be myself, but also I can grow as an individual with other people. So that's the church family for me. Amen. Thank you. I was going to add a little bit to what I said earlier. Um, uh, I think family of of, uh, the church has been well explained. Now, I think the last speaker took some words out of my mouth. When we are a family, we should be calling one another. Um, I think there was a time in the past people told me that when I give testimony, I talk too much. Because when I stand up, I just keep on running all the things that happen to me until somebody tells me that you have talked too much, you know. And this is the only place where I can express it because I can't go to Walmart and be telling people this is what happened to me yesterday, you know. And once I say it, our people pray for me. You know, I knew before I retired, I had some challenges at work, so much of insult I was taking. And I would come to church the next Sabbath, I said, this happened to me. Um, I think the family of God, of the church family, should always care for one another. We should call one another. If somebody comes here and give a testimony, call that person personally, pray with the person, and remember. In fact, I, I long to see the Sabbath every day so I can see everybody again. And, and uh, share ideas and share everything. We use, I mean, we have what we call a man ministry uh, in this church. It's, I was always excited to go there and I want to share my ideas and my pains and my joys with them with the members of that uh, uh, main ministry. And I think all of us should be having this kind of feeling. The, the things I would tell to my children and my uncles at our, at our family meeting, they are the things I will actually express in this place because I know all of us belong to God and that we will share our pains and joys together and we encourage one another. Uh, I, let me quickly, I don't want to talk too much. I remember when I was... Uh, when I first came to the, to the U.S., I was in New York. It, people don't have time for anybody over there. They keep everybody at work, at Amlet. And I will pick up the phone. I'm calling somebody. And he says, hi. Hey, good morning. How are you today? And I'll be saying, oh, I went to this place. And my boss said, don't tell them anything. They don't want to hear all those stories. You know, how are you today? They don't care. If you say you had an accident yesterday, it will just say, okay, then is, is, is talking about uh, business. You know, nobody wants to hear all those, all those problems you have. It's only in the church people listen to you and pray for you. So let's keep that family together. Thank you. Amen. Thank you very much. Is there, we'll take the last one if there's anybody else. Sister Nick. Okay. Yes, sir. When we talk about the church, we're now focusing on the Seventh-day Adventist church. That's what we want. There are two things that I want to share with you. The first one is that even though we have all these qualities you are saying, 
we are in different grade level and we have to realize that and be patient with those who are not on our grade level. Some of us are in kindergarten. Some of us are in first grade. Some are in high school. Some are in college. Some are in graduate school in the faith. And so when we come together, we have to realize that or else we create some of these tensions that you're referring to. So we need to tolerate each other, help each other to grow in the faith. Secondly, you mentioned that, and I'm so proud to hear that. You have so many talents here. Some of you have talents of healing. Your healing ministry, your praying ministry, your visitation ministry. And we use these talents. If I don't have that ministry, that doesn't mean that I am not serving the Lord. And we need to understand that we all cannot have visiting ministry. I'm talking from experience where people are being condemned because they don't have that ministry. No, they have other ministries. Some people can cook. They prepare the food. And we go and enjoy it. Some people will come and visit. Some people can preach. Some people can pray. Therefore, we have to appreciate various talents that God has given to us in this Seventh-day Adventist Church. We do have them. We have to appreciate that in each other. Amen. I think we have all spoken very well about what the church means to us and what it should mean to us. I think it has been made clear that as long as we are imperfect in the church, imperfect human beings, we will not have a perfect church, but Christ can perfect us. And he has taught us he will if we do what? Allow him to. I want to end this section with Ephesians 4 verse 31 and 32. Because I think at the end of the day, in spite of our imperfection, it comes back to love. Having love for one another. Ephesians 4.31 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Hmm? Be kind to one another. Tender hearted. Forgiving one another. As God in Christ forgave you. Sometimes we're looking for the perfect church. We're looking for perfect people. I can almost guarantee you. That that is an exercise in futility. The only way that works for you honestly. Is if you decide not to become a member. A, a family member. You know you can be part of a church and not be part of the family, church family. You know, has anybody experienced that? I have. Where you just showed up for a particular time of the day, 10 to 12, 11 to 12, and what happens? Immediately the church is done. You do what? You're gone. I did that for a good part of my life as well. So it is very, very possible. But once you make a commitment to get in the muck... Once you make that commitment to get in the muck with your brothers and sisters in the Lord, then you must be ready for some cuts, some scrapes, some bruises, some headache. That is just the truth. It is the truth. <laughs> and so that is why it is important for us 
to have this, even as we continue to grow our church. The other aspect of the church that is very important, and we said this when Tosin read so eloquently, is our growth and edification. And I can't remember who said it, but it is the importance that we all need to grow with each other. And so if, we're not, if you're not growing in your spiritual life, in your church, then you need to raise your hand and say something about it. Because that needs to be addressed. The church is not just a social club. There are social aspects to it, no doubt. I don't want to diminish those. But it is also maybe a place for us to grow spiritually. To edify each other. And so it is based on this that I just have two quick appeals today. Very two quick appeals. And the first one is this. Back to the family of God. Maybe there's someone who hasn't to this point decided to join the family of God. Or maybe you have joined the family of God in the past. But then for one reason or the other uh, separated yourself from the, from the family, due to life, due to challenges, whatever. I want to give you the opportunity this afternoon, it's now afternoon, to make a commitment to rejoin the family of God. Is there anybody here today, after hearing what has been shared, this wasn't a, a single sermon, this was, we could argue, a sermon from a whole bunch of people indicating what it means to be a part of the family of God. Being part of the family of God is a special privilege. It is the greatest family you could belong to. It's the family that transcends our families, our blood families, whatever. It is the family of God. So is there someone today who has not made that commitment? And that commitment is often made through baptism. But maybe you've even been baptized in the past, and this is really for whatever reason, you've stepped away. And today you've heard and your, your, your heart is tugging. And you want to come back to the family of God. Is there anyone today in our midst who wants to do that? Through either indicating baptism or some other form. You just raise your hand or stand wherever you are. Is there anybody... Is there anybody who maybe feels like their commitment has been wavering here recently to the family of God and wants to use today as a, as a memorial, a day to say, I am recommitting and rededicating myself to the large family of God. Is there anybody in our midst today who wants to make that commitment? These are just quick appeals. I'm not going to sit here and stand here and continue to repeat these points. But I'm often reminded about, I believe it was Paul went in front of Agrippa, I believe. And Agrippa said, boy, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. But he did not. And Agrippa later died. And Paul later left his face. So even in this moment, the appeal is going out. If you want to join the family of God, recommit to the family of God, this is an opportunity for you to indicate by raising your hand or standing up, whatever is convenient to you. I know God sees the heart, and maybe you've made the commitment even in your heart sitting down. That's okay, God sees the heart. But if you want to make a public commitment, the second appeal is similar to the first one. 
And it has to do with the church, the family, the church family. Maybe I haven't been a good family member. Maybe I've been expecting too much. I've set extremely high expectations that no human being can meet. I can't even meet them. And maybe after I have listened today, I recognize that I need to recommit myself to my church family. I need to be willing to work with my church family to grow. No family is perfect. Every family has its challenges. It will be messy. But maybe that is you today. And you just want to use this as an as a opportunity, as a moment to say, I would like to rededicate myself, recommit. Maybe you've been given something in this church to do as a family member. You've been given an assignment. And you have not been doing that assignment to the best of your ability for whatever reason. This is an opportunity to say, Lord, I haven't been the best family member I can be. And so I want to recommit to being the best family member I can. Is there anybody that wants to make that commitment here today? I know I do. If you want to make that commitment, I'll ask you to stand as well. Again, the first commitment, is there anybody here today that wants to join, rededicate themselves to the family of God. This is, I'm not even asking you to join the Seventh-day Adventist church or anything like that. This is just a general appeal to become a member of the family of God. To say, Lord, I am letting you become Lord of my life. And then the second appeal is, I have not been the best church family member I can be. And I know this. I have not called what I'm supposed to call. I have spoken bad about people. I have backbitten. I have gossiped. If that is you and you want to use this opportunity to rededicate yourself to the family, to this church family, please join me in standing. And I'll ask Adam Matthew Ogunsami to please come and pray for your people. That the Lord will give us the strength to be the family members he wants us to be. To serve him continually to love one another, to put away malice, to put away clamor, to put away anything that causes disagreement in our family. We'll rather work with each other and love one another. Let's bow our head. Once again, our Father, we are here in this moment. The moment that it's only you know the truth. The moment that you are searching our heart one by one, Father, we are not perfect. It's by your grace for everything. Father, some people are may still sitting down right now, find it difficult to stand up for this moment. Generally, you know us one by one. This is your house. This is your people. You are our creators. But we are not perfect. We have our own different challenges. This is a foreign land. 
it is true we may be spending many years in this country. Each and every one of us have our own challenges. We, we have our own problems, which we find it difficult to deal with. But be a family of loving church, we come and express ourselves. We pray with one another. You always answer our prayer. You never let us down. We say thank you, Father. Father, this moment, we want to go further. We want to follow you always. We do not want anything to drag us back. Other the challenges of work, family issue, extended family, sickness, whatever it may be. Anything that we are going through does not us meet your expectation with one another. To come to church is a place to express yourself, to love one another, unconditional love, because Jesus Christ loves us. Father, this afternoon, may you search our heart. May you heal our wounds. May you bring us together as a family so that we love each other more, so that we be able to care for each other needs. Father, we just thank you what is going on in this church, Father. I use this opportunity to pray for our leaders. Even the church that they have a pastor coming every Sabbath, the spirit of the Lord in this sanctuary, they don't even have it. Because of love, of caring for each another. Father, we pray this evening. Your children that they stand up, you know the challenges they are going through. You know what they want in their lives. Father, we pray this afternoon that you see them through in the name of Jesus. Father, everything that we are asking for is to go to heaven. But if we cannot love each other in this, in this world, and then we cannot share our problem with each other, how are we going to make it to heaven? When I share my problem with another, it's a matter of loving or gossiping. How can we make it to heaven? We pray with each other. We cry with each other. So that when our father comes, he's coming to make a judgment. We are not in position to judge one another. Father, we just thank you for the message of this afternoon. May you give us a new life. May you touch our heart to get closer to you. May you give us a pure heart. When you come back, we all will be in your round handed. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Let's stand for our closing song. It's in the bulletin family of God. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. It's at the back of the bulletin and I think it will be projected. Let's stand, please. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by His blood.
joint heads with Jesus as we travel this sod. From a part of the family, the family of God, you will notice we say brother and sister round here. It's because we're a family, and these are so near. When one has a heartache, we all share the tears and rejoice in each victory in this family so dear. So I'm so glad and I'm a part of the family of God. I've been walked in the fountain, cleansed by his blood, and joined heads with Jesus as we travel this sod. Form a part of the family, the family of God. From the door of an orphanage to the house of the king. No longer an outcast, a new song I sing. From rags unto riches, from the weak to the strong. I'm not worthy to be here, but praise God I belong. I'm so glad and I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood, oh joy, as with Jesus, as we travel this sod, from a part of the family, the family Let's repeat the chorus. I'm, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed by the fountain, cleansed by his blood, joined hands with Jesus as we travel this sod. From a part of the family, the family of God. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we are indeed very, very grateful even for moments such as these. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege of worship. We thank you, O Lord, for the privilege of membership of your family. 
We thank you, O Lord, for the opportunity that we have today to be able to come even before your holy presence to attest to your goodness and to the blessings of membership of your family and the church family. We thank you, Lord, for the life of each and every single soul within the four corners of this place. We take nothing for granted. We have experienced your blessings in so many aspects of our lives. We ask for forgiveness because sometimes, Lord, we have a tendency to concentrate on that negligible part of life that we may not be satisfied with. Instead of acknowledging you and recognizing you for your manifold blessings in our lives. Lord, so we bring our acknowledgement and our offering of praise and thanks at this time for everything you have done and those things that we trust that you still have ahead to do for us even as the future progresses. So please, Lord, accept our humble thanks and praise in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, as we have shared our experiences and I also have had the opportunity to remind ourselves that even as members of uh, the family of God, even as members of the church family, that we are not operating in an atmosphere of perfection because we are sinners. And because of our sins, we have fallen short in so many areas of life to your disappointment as our God. Lord, for this reason, we just want to ask for the forgiveness of every single one of our sins, O oh Lord, at this time. I'm praying that as you forgive us, O oh Lord, that you will help us to be able to have the strength by the power of the Holy Spirit to resist those things and avoid them, those things that cause us to sin against you. We pray, O oh Lord, even as we are confessing and acknowledging our sins, we are at the same time laying before the throne of grace our petitions. Because, Lord, this life is a struggle. There are so many aspects of life. Your people are crying to you day and night for one thing or the other. Even as we gather before your holy presence at this time, you know the struggle of each one of us as we stand before you. I pray this day, Lord, that you will meet each and every one at his or her point of need. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ as we have come here to experience your blessing. And as we go out now after worship, may we never depart from your presence. I pray in the name of the I pray in the name of God that your blessings and your favor will follow us even until the end of our lives. I pray that everywhere we turn, we find you. And as we cry up unto you, that you will answer us from Zion. 
we thank you oh lord even as we go now we pray that the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the sweet fellowship of the holy spirit rest and abide with each and every one of us now and forevermore in jesus name